Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, November 7th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Legends will acquire venue management company ASM Global, per Sportico's Brendan Coffey, who adds, terms of the deal aren't being disclosed, though finance industry publication Private Equity Insights reported in September that a consortium of lenders including Aries Management and KKR were seeking to provide Legends $1.85 billion in financing for the acquisition. While the deal came together in recent weeks, it won't be official until a regulatory review is concluded, likely pushing the close into the first quarter of 2024. Legends CEO Shervin Mir Hashemi says, If you look at the complementary capabilities, Legends is going to be able to support our clients down the road, from project conception and planning all the way to venue development. We can then do the management content, event booking, revenue strategies and sales execution, and then merchandising and hospitality services. It really will be a well-rounded platform. Obviously there are some very formidable competitors in this collective space, but we really believe that we are going to be best in class. Columbus Business First's Amanda Tonnelly reflects on Ohio State AD Gene Smith's career and legacy, and UCLA AD Martin Jarmond, a Gene Smith protege, says of the former, he combines empathy, leadership, business acumen and intelligence, especially emotional intelligence. He's respected. When he speaks, everybody listens. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh AD Heatherlike, a fellow Smith protege, says of the latter, I'm really proud to be one of his branches, but it wasn't by chance. He invested in me and challenged me to think about what I want to do and how and where I want my career to go. His greatest legacy is the relationships he has with people and the people he's been able to put in other positions of leadership. As far as who will succeed Smith, like says the Buckeyes won't have a problem attracting high-quality candidates, noting, Ohio State is a place that attracts excellence, so I think it's going to attract an exceptional leader. And I would say that Gene has set it up for extraordinary success. I'm sure he'll always be a source to whoever has that opportunity. James Madison yesterday sent the NCAA Board of Directors a letter requesting relief from NCAA legislation to allow full bowl eligibility for the undefeated Dukes this season. In the letter, the Dukes list several reasons supporting their request, including this year's 9-0 mark, a 15-3 record against FBS competition over the past two years and status as the highest-rated group of five team in the AP, coaches, SP+, and other polls and metrics. Also, we have won every major university-wide academic award in the Sun Belt Conference since joining last year. The Dukes also argue that, most importantly, relief is warranted as a matter of student-athlete welfare. The membership recognizes postseason participation as a fundamental element of the student-athlete experience. If relief is provided, our student-athletes would potentially have the rare opportunity to participate in a prestigious New Year's Six Bowl contest. Our team includes a cohort of students who have been through COVID disruptions, missed out on earned opportunities last year and face uncertain prospects for postseason play again this year despite their sustained excellence. Duke's AD Jeff Bourne on a media call says JMU hopes to hear back from the NCAA within the next week, for the Athletics' Chris Vanini. Asked by the Richmond Times-Dispatch's David Teal whether the team would be pushing this hard if it were 6-3 rather than 9-0, Bourne says it's a good question but, winning at this level, the way we have, accentuates the preparedness for where we are and I think it adds significantly to our case. Bourne also points out that if relief is granted, the Sun Belt has agreed to let JMU play in the conference championship game. The pressure the NCAA faced in regards to the UNC Tez Walker situation wasn't the main factor, but Bourne acknowledges it did play a role in the Dukes' strategy. Fox Sports' Brian Fisher reports that, while it won't help the Dukes this month, 
I'm told reclassification is going to be a topic of discussion at the NCAA convention in January and there's been some chatter already about the potential for teams that meet certain benchmarks getting early access to the postseason and championships. Georgia Tech has launched competitive drive initiative Turn 2, which has a goal of raising $2.5 million in new gifts to the Alexander Tharp Fund's Athletic Scholarship Fund by December 31. Georgia Tech and the Georgia Tech Foundation will match eligible gifts dollar for dollar for a potential impact of $5 million for Tech Athletics. Yellow Jackets ADJ Bat says, the leadership and continued alignment with President Unhel Cabrera continues to be an essential accelerant to our goal of providing our student-athletes with an excellent experience athletically and academically. The overwhelming support of last year's competitive drive initiative has already begun to have an impact and we look forward to building on that success as we launch CDI Turn 2. Coastal Carolina has expanded its relationship with Real Response in a campus-wide deal. Chanticleers Association AD for Student Athlete Enhancement slash SWA Carrie Rosik approached VP for Student Affairs Yvonne Hernandez-Friedman with the idea, citing Real Response anonymity and immediacy in helping navigate fraught situations with a handful of student athletes within the athletic department. Friedman, our hope is that by implementing Real Response, with its anonymous communications capability, students now have a tool to turn to with comfort and confidence when they need help or advice whether for themselves or others. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, November 7. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.